Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. Today we're going to wrap up this kind of section talking about marriage. And we've seen throughout it, though, that that these concepts that are true in marriage are also true in other areas of life. So it's been really, really impactful, at least for me, to remember these truths, to remember that there is a difference between anchoring ourselves, our self-worth in earthly things that fluctuate versus in the Lord versus our identity in him and the truth that that he is for us when we're in Christ. And something I was realizing as we've been doing this is that this this really is the heart of idolatry. We look at idols, you know, throughout the Old Testament. We look at idols at in religions today. And so often we hear idol and we think of like a thing, right? Like a little statue made of gold or whatever else that you are worshiping. And we think, I never do that. I don't have any little statues I worship. Like, that's crazy, right? Like, idolatry can feel so separate from us because you're lifting something else in God's place. And we're like, well, we don't have any physical things. Like, we know God's God. So it can feel so separate. But here's the truth. What we've been talking about, about anchoring our identity, anchoring our our success, you know, how we feel successful, our satisfaction in things that are earthly, all these things that Paul has been addressing, things that we see when comparison and anxiety sneak in, those are symptoms of that, except for, of course, chronic anxiety. I kind of talked about that again and and know that um, chronic anxiety is different and I recognize that it is a physical illness. One that I understand because I I have dealt with it. That kind of anxiety is a pre-existing medical condition. You are predisposed to that, that reaction, if you will. But I'm just talking about worry and the response of anxiety and of fear. Anxiety and comparison are are the symptoms, the sign that you need to take a look a little bit deeper at to what's going on because your anchor for whatever it is, satisfaction, identity, worth, fulfillment is rooted in something that's in flux, (laughs) something earthly, your job, your spouse, how you look, whatever it is. And guess what? When your anchor is in something earthly and not in the Lord, that thing is an idol. Not a statue, (laughs) but just like the statues are placed as gods, we place those things in the place of the Lord. Because the Lord really is the only one who determines our worth, who determines our fulfillment, who determines our joy, our satisfaction in this life. And when we allow something else to take that spot, that essentially becomes an idol in our life. Something that we are putting above God. It may not feel like you're worshiping that thing, but that's that's what you're pursuing. And oftentimes we'll pursue that thing above God. And that doesn't mean that you don't still love the Lord. That doesn't mean that you're no longer a believer, that you're no longer saved. It just means that there's part of your heart that is still 
pursuing something else. And just like Paul said, he wants to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. And that should be our goal always. We know on this earth we're never going to get it perfectly right when we're still dealing with the effects of sin in a fallen world. But we can keep pursuing that. Keep on rooting out those little areas of idolatry, even if they're teeny tiny. And bringing that part of our heart back to the Lord. And you know what? (laughs) This is a struggle because a lot of times the same things are going to come up over and over again. And so it might feel like you're like, I just dealt with this. I just had to refocus that part of my heart off of this earthly thing and onto God just last month. Yeah, that's going to happen. It's going to come up. And sometimes we're going to think we're good to go, but then it's like, no, you got to go even deeper. You got to root it out even deeper. Because the thing about weeds is that they do come back. And they can come back from a bit of that root that is still left in the ground that you didn't quite get out. They can come back from roots that were even deeper than you were able to dig. They can come back from a newly planted seed. And all of those things are things that happen to us. And so I want you to know that if you are dealing with comparison anxiety, with this idolatry of something on this earth, that prioritization, that focus, that pursuing of something on this earth rather than on God, you are not alone. There is nothing wrong with you. You can bring that to God and he has grace and healing for you. And he will help you get the roots that are a little deeper. He will help you get that peace that you missed. He will help you uproot that new weed that a seed was planted and it grew. Keep on seeking the Lord and don't get tired of the process. Don't get tired of doing good. Even even when it feels like you're doing the same thing over and over again, that is a process of growth and healing. And you think of a garden, it needs to be consistently maintained. You're going to weed a garden and three weeks later, you're going to have to weed it again. It is the same thing with our hearts. But all of that little conversation aside, let's see what Paul has to say about marriage today. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 36, and I'm reading from the ESV. If anyone thinks he is not behaving properly towards his betrothed, if his passions are strong and it has to be, let him do as he wishes. Let them marry. It is no sin. But whoever is firmly established in his heart, being under no necessity, but having his desire under control, and has determined this in his heart to keep her as his betrothed, he will do well. So we see these two situations, both someone who is like overcome with passion and someone who has not overcome, but made the decision to marry this person. Both of them, they're not sinning. They're doing a good thing in getting married in this way. So then, he who marries his betrothed does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. Both are doing good, those who choose to get married and those who choose to remain single. Even if culture tells you it is not the truth, even if culture tells you that you can't be complete without a significant other, scripture says different. Remember, we talked about this, everyone has their own unique assignment. And so this is just another reminder that comparison, playing that comparison game, that's not healthy. It's not good because both of these paths that are chosen, both of the paths are good paths. So why are you comparing one good path to another and saying one is less just because it's different? 
He goes on, A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. Yet in my judgment, she is happier if she remains as she is, and I think that I too have the Spirit of God. It's interesting because we are seeing some of Paul's opinions here. His thoughts, right? In his opinion as a single person, I'm sure he's seen a lot of struggles in marriages, and if you're married, you know it's hard work. You know there can be hard days, and he's seen that. But again, going back to what he just said, just because a path is different doesn't mean it's less. So may we stop comparing ourselves, others. (laughs) May we stop trying to be the judge and leave all of that to the Lord. And may we not grow weary of, of pulling out those weeds one at a time, going deeper when we need to, (laughs) finding new levels of healing. Because your heart is like a garden that needs maintenance, that needs care. But the good news is that there is grace and that God is here to walk with you on that path and on that journey. So thank you so much for for sticking with me today, even though we started kind of just talking about yesterday's episode. (laughs) Thanks for sticking with it. I appreciate that you're here and I'll see you tomorrow morning. All right. I know there are some of you out there who are like, yo, I don't even like weed my garden. I just spray Roundup everywhere. Can I do that with my own heart? (laughs) I hear you and you're not alone in the frustration with the need to weed, but recognize that even Roundup, you have to do it every year. It doesn't just work forever. (laughs) Weeds do pop up in real life and they do pop up in our hearts. So I just want you to know that you're not alone that you're not alone in feeling like the process is frustrating. (laughs) You're not alone that these things keep popping up. But I want to extend an offer to you that if you want help pulling out the weeds in your heart and getting a more full life spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, then let me know. That's the exact topic I coach around in my 90-day program. So reach out to me, send me an email, support at hesedheart.com, and let me come beside you to help you pull those weeds to be your guide and your cheerleader as you go through, because I know it's hard and no one should ever have to feel alone.